the nature of compassion. Having gone beyond the mind-made opposites, you become like a deep lake. The outer situation of your life, whatever happens there, is the surface of the lake, sometimes calm, sometimes windy and rough, according to the cycles and seasons. Deep down, however, the lake is always undisturbed. You are the whole lake, not just the surface, and you are in touch with your own depth, which remains absolutely still. You don't resist change by mentally clinging to any situation. Your inner peace does not depend on it. You abide in being, unchanging, timeless, deathless, and you are no longer dependent for fulfillment or happiness on the outer world of constantly fluctuating forms. You can enjoy them, play with them, create new forms, appreciate the beauty of it all, but there will be no need to attach yourself to any of it. As long as you are unaware of being, the reality of other humans will elude you because you have not found your own. Your mind will like or dislike their form, which is not just their body, but includes their mind as well. True relationship becomes possible only when there is an awareness of being. Coming from being, you will perceive another person's body and mind as just a screen, as it were, behind which you can feel their true reality as you feel yours. So, when confronted with someone else's suffering or unconscious behavior, you stay present and in touch with being and are thus able to look beyond the form and feel the other person's radiant and pure being through your own. At the level of being, all suffering is recognized as an illusion. Suffering is due to identification with form. Miracles of healing sometimes occur through this realization by awakening being consciousness in others, if they are ready. Compassion is the awareness of a deep bond between yourself and all creatures. Next time you say, I have nothing in common with this person, remember that you have a great deal in common. A few years from now, two years or seventy years, it doesn't make much difference, both of you will have become rotting corpses, then piles of dust, then nothing at all. This is a sobering and humbling realization that leaves little room for pride. Is this a negative thought? No, it is a fact. Why close your eyes to it? In that sense, there is total equality between you and every other creature. One of the most powerful spiritual practices is to meditate deeply on the mortality of physical forms, including your own. This is called Die Before You Die. Go into it deeply. Your physical form is dissolving, is no more. Then a moment comes when all mind forms or thoughts also die. Yet you are still there, the divine presence that you are, radiant, fully awake. Nothing that was real ever died, only names, forms and illusions. At this deep level, compassion becomes healing in the widest sense. In that state, your healing influence is primarily based not on doing, but on being. Everybody you come in contact with will be touched by your presence and affected by the peace that you emanate, whether they are conscious of it or not. When you are fully present and people around you manifest unconscious behavior, you won't feel the need to react to it, so you don't give it any reality. 
Your peace is so vast and deep that anything that is not peace disappears into it as if it had never existed. This breaks the karmic cycle of action and reaction. Animals, trees, flowers will feel your peace and respond to it. You teach through being, through demonstrating the peace of God. You become the light of the world, an emanation of pure consciousness, and so you eliminate suffering on the level of cause. You eliminate unconsciousness from the world. The Wisdom of Surrender It is the quality of your consciousness at this moment that is the main determinant of what kind of future you will experience. So to surrender is the most important thing you can do to bring about positive change. Any action you take is secondary. No truly positive action can arise out of an unsurrendered state of consciousness. To some people, surrender may have negative connotations, implying defeat, giving up, failing to rise to the challenges of life, becoming lethargic, and so on. True surrender, however, is something entirely different. It does not mean to passively put up with whatever situation you find yourself in and to do nothing about it. Nor does it mean to cease making plans or initiating positive action. Surrender is the simple but profound wisdom of yielding to rather than opposing the flow of life. The only place where you can experience the flow of life is the now. So to surrender is to accept the present moment unconditionally and without reservation. It is to relinquish inner resistance to what is. Inner resistance is to say no to what is, through mental judgment and emotional negativity. It becomes particularly pronounced when things go wrong which means that there's a gap between the demands or rigid expectations of your mind and what is. That is the pain gap. If you have lived long enough, you will know that things go wrong quite often. It is precisely at those times that surrender needs to be practiced if you want to eliminate pain and sorrow from your life. Acceptance of what is immediately frees you from mind identification and thus reconnects you with being. Resistance is the mind. Surrender is a purely inner phenomenon. It does not mean that on the outer level you cannot take action or change the situation. In fact, it is not the overall situation that you need to accept when you surrender, but just the tiny segment called the now. For example, if you were stuck in the mud somewhere, you wouldn't say, OK, I resign myself to being stuck in the mud. Resignation is not surrender. You don't need to accept an undesirable or unpleasant life situation, nor do you need to deceive yourself and say that there's nothing wrong with it. No, you recognize fully that you want to get out of it. You then narrow your attention down to the present moment without mentally labeling it in any way. This means that there's no judgment of the now. Therefore, there's no resistance, no emotional negativity. You accept the isness of this moment. Then you take action and do all that you can to get out of the situation. Such action I call positive action. It is far more effective than negative action which arises out of anger, despair or frustration. Until you achieve the desired result, you continue to practice surrender by refraining from labeling the now.
Let me give you a visual analogy to illustrate the point I'm making. You're walking along a path at night, surrounded by a thick fog. But you have a powerful flashlight that cuts through the fog and creates a narrow, clear space in front of you. The fog is your life situation, which includes past and future. The flashlight is your conscious presence. The clear space is the now. Non-surrender hardens your psychological form, the shell of the ego, and so creates a strong sense of separateness. The world around you and people in particular come to be perceived as threatening. The unconscious compulsion to destroy others through judgment arises, as does the need to compete and dominate. Even nature becomes your enemy and your perceptions and interpretations are governed by fear. The mental disease that we call paranoia is only a slightly more acute form of this normal but dysfunctional state of consciousness. Not only your psychological form, but also your physical form, your body, becomes hard and rigid through resistance. Tension arises in different parts of the body, and the body as a whole contracts. The free flow of life energy through the body, which is essential for its healthy functioning, is greatly restricted. Body work and certain forms of physical therapy can be helpful in restoring this flow, but unless you practice surrender in your everyday life, those things can only give temporary symptom relief, since the cause, the resistance pattern, has not been dissolved. There is something within you that remains unaffected by the transient circumstances that make up your life situation, and only through surrender do you have access to it. It is your life, your very being, which exists eternally in the timeless realm of the present. If you find your life situation unsatisfactory or even intolerable, it is only by surrendering first that you can break the unconscious resistance pattern that perpetuates that situation. Surrender is perfectly compatible with taking action, initiating change or achieving goals. But in the surrendered state, a totally different energy, a different quality flows into your doing. Surrender reconnects you with the source energy of being. And if your doing is infused with being, it becomes a joyful celebration of life energy that takes you more deeply into the now. Through non-resistance, the quality of your consciousness and, therefore, the quality of whatever you are doing or creating is enhanced immeasurably. The results will then look after themselves and reflect that quality. We could call this surrendered action. In the state of surrender, you see very clearly what needs to be done and you take action, doing one thing at a time and focusing on one thing at a time. Learn from nature. See how everything gets accomplished and how the miracle of life unfolds without dissatisfaction or unhappiness. That's why Jesus said, Look at the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. If your overall situation is unsatisfactory or unpleasant, separate out this instant and surrender to what is. That's the flashlight cutting through the fog. Your state of consciousness then ceases to be controlled by external conditions. You are no longer coming from reaction and resistance. Then look at the specifics of the situation. Ask yourself, 
Is there anything I can do to change the situation, improve it, or remove myself from it? If so, take appropriate action. Focus not on the 100 things that you will or may have to do at some future time, but on the one thing that you can do now. This doesn't mean you should not do any planning. It may well be that planning is the one thing you can do now. But make sure you don't keep running mental movies that continually project yourself into the future and so lose the now. Any action you take may not bear fruit immediately. Until it does, do not resist what is. If there is no action you can take and you cannot remove yourself from the situation either, then use the situation to make you go more deeply into surrender, more deeply into the now, more deeply into being. When you enter this timeless dimension of the present, change often comes about in strange ways without the need for a great deal of doing on your part. Life becomes helpful and cooperative. If inner factors such as fear, guilt or inertia prevented you from taking action, they will dissolve in the light of your conscious presence. Do not confuse surrender with an attitude of I can't be bothered anymore or I just don't care anymore. If you look at it closely, you will find that such an attitude is tainted with negativity in the form of hidden resentment and so is not surrender at all but masked resistance. As you surrender, Direct your attention inward to check if there is any trace of resistance left inside you. Be very alert when you do so, otherwise a pocket of resistance may continue to hide in some dark corner in the form of a thought or an unacknowledged emotion. From Mind Energy to Spiritual Energy Start by acknowledging that there is resistance. Be there when it happens, when the resistance arises. Observe how your mind creates it, how it labels the situation, yourself or others. Look at the thought process involved. Feel the energy of the emotion. By witnessing the resistance, you will see that it serves no purpose. By focusing all your attention on the now, the unconscious resistance is made conscious, and that is the end of it. You cannot be conscious and unhappy, conscious and in negativity. Negativity, unhappiness or suffering in whatever form means that there is resistance, and resistance is always unconscious. Would you choose unhappiness? If you did not choose it, how did it arise? What is its purpose? Who is keeping it alive? Even if you are conscious of your unhappy feelings, the truth is that you are identified with them and keep the process alive through compulsive thinking. All that is unconscious. If you were conscious, that is to say totally present in the now, all negativity would dissolve almost instantly. It could not survive in your presence. It can only survive in your absence. Even the pain body cannot survive for long in your presence. You keep your unhappiness alive by giving it time. That is its lifeblood. Remove time through intense present moment awareness and it dies. 
But do you want it to die? Have you truly had enough? Who would you be without it? Until you practice surrender, the spiritual dimension is something you read about, talk about, get excited about, write books about, think about, believe in, or don't, as the case may be. It makes no difference. Not until you surrender does the spiritual dimension become a living reality in your life. When you do, the energy that you emanate and that then runs your life is of a much higher vibrational frequency than the mind energy that still runs our world. Through surrender, spiritual energy comes into this world. It creates no suffering for yourself, for other humans, or any other life form on the planet. Surrender in personal relationships. It is true that only an unconscious person will try to use or manipulate others, but it is equally true that only an unconscious person can be used and manipulated. If you resist or fight unconscious behavior in others, you become unconscious yourself. But surrender doesn't mean that you allow yourself to be used by unconscious people. Not at all. It is perfectly possible to say no firmly and clearly to a person or to walk away from a situation and be in a state of complete inner non-resistance at the same time. When you say no to a person or situation, let it come not from reaction but from inside, from a clear realization of what is right or not right for you at that moment. Let it be a non-reactive no, a high-quality no, a no that is free of all negativity and so creates no further suffering. If you cannot surrender, take action immediately. Speak up or do something to bring about a change in the situation, or remove yourself from it. Take responsibility for your life. Do not pollute your beautiful, radiant inner being nor the earth with negativity. Do not give unhappiness in any form whatsoever a dwelling place inside you. If you cannot take action, if you are in prison, for example, then you have two choices left, resistance or surrender, bondage or inner freedom from external conditions, suffering or inner peace. Your relationships will be changed profoundly by surrender. If you can never accept what is, by implication, you will not be able to accept anybody the way they are. You will judge, criticize, label, reject, or attempt to change people. Furthermore, if you continuously make the now into a means to an end in the future, you will also make every person you encounter or relate with into a means to an end. The relationship, the human being, is then of secondary importance to you or of no importance at all. What you can get out of the relationship is primary, be it material gain, a sense of power, physical pleasure, or some form of ego gratification. Let me illustrate how surrender can work in relationships. When you become involved in an argument or some conflict situation, perhaps with a partner or someone close to you, start by observing how defensive you become as your own position is attacked or feel the force of your own aggression as you attack the other person's position. 
Observe the attachment to your views and opinions. Feel the mental-emotional energy behind your need to be right and make the other person wrong. That's the energy of the egoic mind. You make it conscious by acknowledging it, by feeling it as fully as possible. Then one day, in the middle of an argument, you will suddenly realize that you have a choice, and you may decide to drop your own reaction, just to see what happens. You surrender. I don't mean dropping the reaction just verbally by saying, okay, you are right, with a look on your face that says, I'm above all this childish unconsciousness. That's just displacing the resistance to another level, with the egoic mind still in charge, claiming superiority. I'm speaking of letting go of the entire mental-emotional energy field inside you that was fighting for power. The ego is cunning, so you have to be very alert, very present, and totally honest with yourself to see whether you have truly relinquished your identification with the mental position and so freed yourself from your mind. If you suddenly feel very light, clear and deeply at peace, that is an unmistakable sign that you have truly surrendered. Then observe what happens to the other person's mental position as you no longer energize it through resistance. When identification with mental positions is out of the way, true communication begins. Non-resistance doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing. All it means is that any doing becomes non-reactive. Remember the deep wisdom underlying the practice of Eastern martial arts. Don't resist the opponent's force. Yield to overcome. Having said that, doing nothing when you are in a state of intense presence is a very powerful transformer and healer of situations and people. It is radically different from inactivity in the ordinary state of consciousness, or rather unconsciousness, which stems from fear, inertia or indecision. The real doing nothing implies inner non-resistance and intense alertness. On the other hand, if action is required, you will no longer react from your conditioned mind, but you will respond to the situation out of your conscious presence. In that state, your mind is free of concepts, including the concept of non-violence. So who can predict what you will do? The ego believes that in your resistance lies your strength, whereas in truth resistance cuts you off from being the only place of true power. Resistance is weakness and fear masquerading as strength. What the ego sees as weakness is your being in its purity, innocence and power. What it sees as strength is weakness. So the ego exists in a continuous resistance mode and plays counterfeit roles to cover up your weakness, which in truth is your power. Until they surrender, unconscious role-playing constitutes a large part of human interaction. In surrender, you no longer need ego defenses and false masks. You become very simple, very real. That's dangerous, says the ego. You will get hurt. You will become vulnerable. What the ego doesn't know, of course, is that only through the letting go of resistance, through becoming vulnerable, can you discover your true and essential invulnerability. Chapter 9
transforming illness and suffering, transforming illness into enlightenment. Surrender is inner acceptance of what is without any reservations. We are talking about your life, this instant, not the conditions or circumstances of your life, not what I call your life situation. Illness is part of your life situation. As such, it has a past and a future. Past and future form an uninterrupted continuum unless the redeeming power of the now is activated through your conscious presence. As you know, underneath the various conditions that make up your life situation, which exists in time, there is something deeper, more essential. Your life, your very being in the timeless now. As there are no problems in the now, there is no illness either. The belief in a label that someone attaches to your condition keeps the condition in place, empowers it, and makes a seemingly solid reality out of a temporary imbalance. It gives it not only reality and solidity, but also continuity in time that it did not have before. By focusing on this instant and refraining from labeling it mentally, illness is reduced to one or several of these factors. Physical pain, weakness, discomfort, or disability. That is what you surrender to now. You do not surrender to the idea of illness. Allow the suffering to force you into the present moment, into a state of intense conscious presence. Use it for enlightenment. Surrender does not transform what is, at least not directly. Surrender transforms you. When you are transformed, your whole world is transformed, because the world is only a reflection. Illness is not the problem. You are the problem, as long as the egoic mind is in control. When you are ill or disabled, do not feel that you have failed in some way. Do not feel guilty. Do not blame life for treating you unfairly, but do not blame yourself either. All that is resistance. If you have a major illness, use it for enlightenment. Anything bad that happens in your life, use it for enlightenment. Withdraw time from the illness. Do not give it any past or future. Let it force you into intense present moment awareness and see what happens. Become an alchemist. Transmute base metal into gold suffering into consciousness, disaster into enlightenment. Are you seriously ill and feeling angry now about what I have just said? Then that is a clear sign that the illness has become part of your sense of self and that you are now protecting your identity as well as protecting the illness. The condition that is labeled illness has nothing to do with who you truly are. Whenever any kind of disaster strikes or something goes seriously wrong, illness, disability, loss of home or fortune or of a socially defined identity, break up of a close relationship, death or suffering of a loved one or your own impending death, know that there is another side to it, that you are just one step away from something incredible a complete alchemical transmutation of the base metal of pain and suffering into gold, 
that one step is called surrender. I do not mean to say that you will become happy in such a situation. You will not. But fear and pain will become transmuted into an inner peace and serenity that come from a very deep place, from the unmanifested itself. It is the peace of God which passes all understanding. Compared to that, happiness is quite a shallow thing. With this radiant peace comes the realization, not on the level of mind, but within the depths of your being, that you are indestructible, immortal. This is not a belief. It is absolute certainty that needs no external evidence or proof from some secondary source. Transforming suffering into peace. In certain extreme situations, it may still be impossible for you to accept the now. But you always get a second chance at surrender. Your first chance is to surrender each moment to the reality of that moment. Knowing that what is cannot be undone because it already is, you say yes to what is, or accept what isn't. Then you do what you have to do, whatever the situation requires. If you abide in this state of acceptance, you create no more negativity, no more suffering, no more unhappiness. You then live in a state of non-resistance, a state of grace and lightness, free of struggle. Whenever you are unable to do that, whenever you miss that chance, either because you are not generating enough conscious presence to prevent some habitual and unconscious resistance pattern from arising, or because the condition is so extreme as to be absolutely unacceptable to you, then you are creating some form of pain, some form of suffering. It may look as if the situation is creating the suffering, but ultimately this is not so. Your resistance is. Now here is your second chance at surrender. If you cannot accept what is outside, then accept what is inside. If you cannot accept the external condition, accept the internal condition. This means, do not resist the pain. Allow it to be there. Surrender to the grief, despair, fear, loneliness, or whatever form the suffering takes. Witness it without labeling it mentally. Embrace it. Then see how the miracle of surrender transmutes deep suffering into deep peace. This is your crucifixion. Let it become your resurrection and ascension. When your pain is deep, all talk of surrender will probably seem futile and meaningless anyway. When your pain is deep, you will likely have a strong urge to escape from it rather than surrender to it. You don't want to feel what you feel, what could be more normal. But there's no escape, no way out. There are many pseudo-escapes. Work, drink, drugs, anger, projection, suppression, and so on. But they don't free you from the pain. Suffering does not diminish in intensity when you make it unconscious. When you deny emotional pain, everything you do or think, as well as your relationships, become contaminated with it. You broadcast it, so to speak, as the energy you emanate and others will pick it up subliminally. If they are unconscious, they may even feel compelled to attack or hurt you in some way, 
or you may hurt them in an unconscious projection of your pain. You attract and manifest whatever corresponds to your inner state. When there is no way out, there is still always a way through. So don't turn away from the pain. Face it. Feel it fully. Feel it. Don't think about it. Express it if necessary, but don't create a script in your mind around it. Give all your attention to the feeling, not to the person, event or situation that seems to have caused it. Don't let the mind use the pain to create a victim identity for yourself out of it. Feeling sorry for yourself and telling others your story will keep you stuck in suffering. Since it is impossible to get away from the feeling, the only possibility of change is to move into it. Otherwise, nothing will shift. So give your complete attention to what you feel and refrain from mentally labeling it. As you go into the feeling, be intensely alert. At first, it may seem like a dark and terrifying place. And when the urge to turn away from it comes, observe it but don't act on it. Keep putting your attention on the pain. Keep feeling the grief, the fear, the dread, the loneliness, whatever it is. Stay alert. Stay present. Present with your whole being, with every cell of your body. As you do so, you're bringing a light into this darkness. This is the flame of your consciousness. At this stage, you don't need to be concerned with surrender anymore. It has happened already. How? Full attention is full acceptance, is surrender. By giving full attention, you use the power of the now, which is the power of your presence. No hidden pocket of resistance can survive in it. Presence removes time. Without time, no suffering, no negativity can survive. The acceptance of suffering is a journey into death, facing deep pain, allowing it to be, taking your attention into it is to enter death consciously. When you have died this death, you realize that there is no death, and there is nothing to fear. Only the ego dies. Imagine a ray of sunlight that has forgotten it is an inseparable part of the sun, and deludes itself into believing it has to fight for survival and create and cling to an identity other than the sun. Would the death of this illusion not be incredibly liberating? Do you want an easy death? Would you rather die without pain, without agony? Then die to the past every moment, and let the light of your presence shine away the heavy, time-bound self you thought of as you. The Way of the Cross Enlightenment through suffering. The way of the cross is the old way to enlightenment, and until recently it was the only way. But don't dismiss or underestimate its efficacy. It still works. The way of the cross is a complete reversal. It means that the worst thing in your life, your cross, turns into the best thing that ever happened to you by forcing you into surrender, into death, forcing you to become as nothing to become as God, because God, too, is no thing. Enlightenment through suffering, the way of the cross, means to be forced into the kingdom of heaven kicking and screaming. 
you finally surrender because you can't stand the pain anymore. But the pain could go on for a long time until this happens. Enlightenment consciously chosen means to relinquish your attachment to past and future and to make the now the main focus of your life. It means choosing to dwell in the state of presence rather than in time. It means saying yes to what is. You then don't need pain anymore. How much more time do you think you will need before you are able to say, I will create no more pain, no more suffering? How much more pain do you need before you can make that choice? If you think that you need more time, you will get more time and more pain. Time and pain are inseparable. The power to choose. Choice implies consciousness, a high degree of consciousness. Without it, you have no choice. Choice begins the moment you disidentify from the mind and its conditioned patterns, the moment you become present. Until you reach that point, you are unconscious, spiritually speaking. This means that you are compelled to think, feel and act in certain ways according to the conditioning of your mind. Nobody chooses dysfunction, conflict, pain. Nobody chooses insanity. They happen because there's not enough presence in you to dissolve the past, not enough light to dispel the darkness. You're not fully here. You have not quite woken up yet. In the meantime, the conditioned mind is running your life. Similarly, if you are one of the many people who have an issue with their parents, if you still harbor resentment about something they did or did not do, then you still believe that they had a choice, that they could have acted differently. It always looks as if people had a choice, but that is an illusion. As long as your mind with its conditioned patterns runs your life, as long as you are your mind, what choice do you have? None. You are not even there. The mind-identified state is severely dysfunctional. It is a form of insanity. Almost everyone is suffering from this illness in varying degrees. The moment you realize this, there can be no more resentment. How can you resent someone's illness? The only appropriate response is compassion. If you are run by your mind, although you have no choice, you will still suffer the consequences of your unconsciousness, and you will create further suffering. You will bear the burden of fear, conflict, problems and pain. The suffering thus created will eventually force you out of your unconscious state. You cannot truly forgive yourself or others as long as you derive your sense of self from the past. Only through accessing the power of the now, which is your own power, can there be true forgiveness. This renders the past powerless and you realize deeply that nothing you ever did or that was ever done to you could touch even in the slightest the radiant essence of who you are. When you surrender to what is and so become fully present, the past ceases to have any power. You do not need it anymore. Presence is the key. The now is the key. Since resistance is inseparable from the mind, 
Relinquishment of resistance, surrender, is the end of the mind as your master, the impostor pretending to be you, the false god. All judgment and all negativity dissolve. The realm of being, which had been obscured by the mind, then opens up. Suddenly, a great stillness arises within you, an unfathomable sense of peace. And within that peace, there's great joy. And within that joy, there's love. And at the innermost core, there's the sacred, the immeasurable, that which cannot be named. <laughs> 